Section 26 of the Watergate Report, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 2, Section 26. 8. Schottner Call to Nelson. Nelson has informed the staff that sometime on the 23rd he received a telephone call from Schottner, who told him that the prospects for a price support increase were good, but that it was not certain, and that Nelson was not to count on it. Nelson says that it was clear to him that Schottner had obtained his information from a White House official, perhaps even the President himself. Schottner also discussed contributions, according to Nelson. Schottner is reported to have notified Nelson to attend a meeting on the next night with Kambach and himself to get this matter, the committees for the $2 million pledge, settled. Nelson said, I was to let Kambach know that we were still prepared to make the contribution. While he asserts the increase was not conditioned on the contributions, Nelson says he knew he was expected to reaffirm the pledge. Mr. Sanders, did he indicate to you that the price support decision was linked to this reaffirmation you were to make? Mr. Nelson. No, he just said that he wanted me to meet with Kalmbach, and I suppose that was an implication there, but he didn't deal that bluntly at all. Nelson says that call, and the critical information about the price support decision, and the upcoming meeting with Kalmbach, triggered the trip late that night to Louisville, described below, to secure contribution pledges for the President's campaign from the leaders of Mid-Am and D.I. Before doing so, Nelson also received a call from Undersecretary Campbell. 9. Campbell called to Nelson. Although Nelson does not recall the conversation, it appears that Undersecretary Campbell talked with him by telephone sometime after 5.50 p.m., According to Campbell, the reason for the call was to get the dairy people off our back. Campbell said he asked Nelson, Now, Harold, if we do change our mind and do raise the price, will you and the other dairymen stop asking for price support increases because I don't think it is good for the dairymen? Campbell says he concluded by asking, Will you get off our backs? And Nelson agreed. Gary Hanman says he was told on the evening of the 23rd that Campbell had called Parr and told him that progress is being made on the price decision and that they shouldn't boycott a Republican fundraising dinner scheduled for the next evening. There is no evidence of a call from Campbell to Parr that day, and, in any event, Campbell denies discussing the dinner or contributions to the dinner with Parr, Nelson, or anyone else. Also, Campbell did not consider himself to have been designated at the afternoon meeting with the president to notify the dairymen that an increase would be granted, and, in fact, testified that he did not do so in his call to Nelson. Two other dairy representatives in touch with administration officials who attended the 445 presidential meeting, and who were thus in a position to alert the dairy leaders, were Schottner, whose call to Nelson is already outlined above, and Jacobson, who, as described below, was in contact with Connolly. 10. Ehrlichman-Kalmbach Call Sometime on the afternoon or evening of the 23rd, Ehrlichman spoke by long-distance telephone with Kalmbach in California. Kalmbach says that at that point Ehrlichman notified Kalmbach of an upcoming meeting scheduled for 11 p.m. on the night of the 24th between Kalmbach and others in Washington. 
although kalmbach did not know at the time of the call that meeting turned out to be the meeting late on the twenty fourth with shotner and nelson when kalmbach says he was notified of the link between the price support decision and the two million dollar pledge of note is that when ehrlichman spoke to kalmbach on the twenty third the purpose of the eleven p m meeting and the identity of its participants had not yet been communicated to kalmbach thus at or about the time the president made his decision and communicated it to his advisers the effort was under way but apparently had not been finalized to involve the president's chief fundraiser in the arrangement for the anticipated two million dollars in contributions prior to the public announcement of a price support increase what yet remained was the dairy lobby's effort to aggregate its political contribution resources prior to that public announcement a matter discussed at the meeting at the louisville airport on the night of the twenty third before that there was at least one additional contact that day between the administration and the dairymen a call from jacobson to connolly eleven jacobson called to connolly it is not entirely clear what role was played by connolly in the milk producer efforts to arrange for contributions linked to the price support decision ehrlichman says he talked to connolly about the price support question either before or after the twelfth as discussed above it is also known that jacobson met with connolly on the nineteenth and contacted connolly by telephone sometime on the afternoon or evening of the twenty-third both jacobson and connolly testified that on these occasions they probably discussed price supports but connolly flatly denies there was any mention by jacobson of dairy contributions jacobson however is not so certain he testified that he did not recall but may have discussed milk producer contributions with connolly the most extensive account of connolly's involvement is provided by bob lilly who testified to a significant meeting in the madison hotel shortly after one of these jacobson connolly contacts according to lilly's testimony to the committee on november fourteenth and sixteenth nineteen seventy three nelson parr jacobson harrison and he discussed in late march nineteen seventy one the prospects for a price support increase lilly said that the discussion then turned to political contributions and their outstanding commitments to the president on that point jacobson based on his contact with connolly is said to have reported that in order to obtain mr connolly's assistance in obtaining a favorable decision by the administration with regard to milk price supports new money should be committed by ampi it is lilly's testimony that jacobson strongly indicated it in fact he said this had to be done a discussion ensued and as described by lilly it was agreed that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in new money in addition to whatever milk producer commitments were then outstanding would be committed the other alleged participants deny lilly's account although they agree that there were discussions from time to time about substantial contributions to the president's campaign according to jacobson in the millions nelson does not preclude the possibility that he even may have suggested at one point that they make a contribution immediately as a good faith showing of their intentions to honor their commitment connolly has denied under oath not only discussing with jacobson the milk producer contributions to the president but also knowing of any milk producer contribution activity at no time to this good day do i know nor has anyone ever told me what they contributed to whom or by what means or in what amount 
i had nothing to do with their political campaign contribution activities i never discussed political contributions by this group with them or with him or with anybody else Connolly's dairy contact jacobson has admitted being present during discussions by dairy leaders of contributions mr whites at this time when you presumably reported back to mr nelson and mr parr about your meeting with mr Connolly, did you discuss political support or political contributions with them to the republican party mr jacobson well i don't recall if it was at that time or some other time but they did a lot of talking about making substantial contributions to the Nixon administration. Mr. Weitz. Did they indicate any specific amounts? Mr. Jacobson. Oh, the figures were in the millions. Mr. Weitz. In the millions? Mr. Jacobson. Yes. However, Jacobson stated that he did not know of the purpose of the contributions or of any express tie between the contributions and the price support matter. Mr. Weitz, exactly what did you know about the contribution to the multiple committees in 1971 by the dairy people? Mr. Jacobson, only that they were going to be made. Mr. Weitz, did you know for what purpose? Mr. Jacobson, no. Mr. Weitz, do you know whether there were any commitments made in March of 1971 by the dairy people to either Republican fundraisers or anyone in the administration that such contributions would be made? Mr. Jacobson, no, I don't. Mr. Weitz, such commitments could have been made, though, since you were not advised of all of their efforts. Mr. Jacobson, absolutely. Mr. Weitz, at any time after the price support decision in 1971, the second one to increase supports, has anyone, other than what you have read in the paper, ever talked to you or have you ever learned about any understanding or commitment for contributions by the dairy people in the hope of obtaining an increase or, in fact, in the expectation of obtaining an increase? Mr. Jacobson. No, I don't know that. Mr. Weitz. Have you ever discussed this matter with Mr. Parr or Mr. Nelson since March 1971, the matter of political contributions and milk price support decisions? Mr. Jacobson. No. Mr. Weitz. To the present time? Mr. Jacobson. I don't think so. Mr. Dorson. Do you know whether the second increase decision was handled in any way other than the normal procedure that was customarily followed by the Department of Agriculture in the White House? Mr. Jacobson. No, I don't know. On the other hand, Jacobson assumed that the dairy contributions and the efforts to gain favorable action were related. Mr. Dash. Was it necessary to express it? You all were working in the same direction. Was it an understanding that you all had that such a contribution would be aimed in the direction of getting a beneficial result? Mr. Jacobson. Mr. Dash, I would have to assume that would be right. There are several pieces of independent evidence that tend to indicate that Connolly, in fact, was aware, at least in a general way, of the milk producer's contribution activity. First, Haldeman stated that sometime in early 1971, before milk producer contributions to the president were made, but after Haldeman says he became aware of their contributions' intentions, Connolly informed him 
that the milk producers wanted to make a contribution but the committees were not being set up for them second according to a transcript released by the house judiciary committee of a tape recording of the afternoon meeting with the president on march twenty third Connolly discussed milk producer contributions with the president and a number of his aides at that meeting third there is a contemporaneous document handwritten by nelson on the back of a co-op document relating to the nineteen seventy one price support matter which bears on the question of Connolly's involvement nelson says that the word just below the first line in the middle of the note appears to him to be Connolly. while nelson said i just can't tell what the word is he did acknowledge i would agree with you that i can see how it could be moreover he was able to name specifically only Connolly and hardin who he was aware had spoken to schultz and the president and of those two he could not read the word other than as Connolly. nelson assumed that the note was written on march twenty third at his meeting with the president the note appears to reflect the substance of two meetings on conversations while the president and schultz did attend the morning meeting Connolly did not the question may be asked whether the two parts of the note were written on two different occasions and whether at least the second half reflects a communication between the milk producers and Connolly in connection with the events on march twenty third indeed the language quoted in the first half of the note is nearly identical to that used by Connolly when he testified before the select committee about schultz's pre-march twenty third position on price supports as to the meaning of the note nelson acknowledged that ampi was the most aggressive political organization in agriculture he did not believe don't give referred to contributions because he assumed the note was written after some money had already been contributed nelson noted that the didn't give part connotes presently to me that what i was reacting to was the thought that schultz was not giving in so far as changing his position in the matters concerned but observed that this is just conjecture on nelson's part however nelson could only point to the ten thousand dollars in checks that had been prepared on march twenty second for dinner tickets in any event that ten thousand dollars fell far short of the alleged one hundred thousand dollar commitment for the dinner and a two million dollar pledge for the president's campaign in that context perhaps a contribution of ten thousand dollars wasn't giving fourth Lilly's account of a $250,000 commitment in connection with Jacobson's contact with Connolly dovetails with the evidence that at about that time Kalmbach and Robert Bennett both understood that the first contributions by the milk producers to the multiple committees for the president's campaign were to total $250,000 in the form of $2,500 to each of 100 committees. Finally, within 36 hours after Jacobson called Connolly, several unusual meetings took place concerning the milk price support decision and substantial contributions and linking in one case Connolly and in another ehrlichman to these efforts based on the evidence provided by lilly kalmbach and others these subsequent meetings appear to have resulted from the earlier contacts on march twenty third with Connolly, schotner ehrlichman and perhaps others we now turn to one of the most important of these meetings at the louisville airport late on the night of the twenty-third or early in the morning of the twenty-fourth twelve late night meeting in louisville late on the night of the twenty-third several ampi and mid am people flew from louisville to meet with a di officer and seek a contribution from di space of several hundred thousand dollars 
the meeting was a direct result of the events earlier that day principally their learning of the expected announcement of a price support increase paul alagia was in march nineteen seventy one in the process of stepping down from his position as a top official of di in favor of ben morgan nevertheless together with john moser di's president he had attended the meeting with the president on the twenty third following that meeting he had lunch in washington d c and then flew to chicago on other business while in chicago that evening he received a call from his wife in louisville who told him that some ampi people had called her and were looking for him and wanted to know the time of his scheduled return after another phone call between ampi people and his wife she called elijah and told him that they would be waiting for him in louisville elijah arrived about three or four in the morning to find waiting in the near deserted louisville airport four representatives of the other two major dairy co-ops nelson parr and lilly of ampi and gary hanman of di according to elijah they told him they wanted elijah to commit two hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars elijah said of the request it was in the context of the meeting with the president elijah testified that they were trying to pressure him into agreeing to a commitment they told him they had either been to see Connolly or they were on their way to see Secretary Connolly. As related to Elijah, Nelson then told him what a forceful fellow Connolly was. Lilly says that the only reason Nelson had asked Lilly to accompany them to Louisville was that, since Elijah respected Lilly, who had spoken face to face with Connolly about the matter in the Page Airways terminal, Nelson hoped that Lilly's presence would add greater force to their appeal to Elijah elijah says that he refused the first request and that they immediately scaled down their request to a one hundred thousand dollar loan from di's political arm space to adept by the first of the week march twenty ninth elijah says that he told them he didn't think space could legally loan money and that he wasn't interested in doing so according to elijah the meeting broke off without any understanding that space would make a contribution except for hanman the others present either corroborated or did not dispute the essential portions of elijah's account hanman who first testified before the committee learned of the louisville meeting and did not himself refer to that meeting stated that the only time between march twelfth and twenty fifth that adept contributions to the president may have been discussed was on march twenty fourth at the republican fundraising dinner the next day the twenty fourth space contributed twenty five thousand dollars its largest contribution up to that time to five republican committees and within one week arrangements were under way for tape to loan adept fifty thousand dollars which adept contributed to republican committees these matters are discussed below lilly who says they needed some money from elijah and di the next day the twenty fourth considered the flight to louisville the first effort by the three dairy trusts of which he was aware to coordinate substantial contributions to the president's campaign parr testified there was some urgency about the trip to louisville but he was not sure why why indeed the price support question and according to ampi a pledge of contributions had been outstanding for several months that very day the twenty-third elijah had been in washington with parr and nelson at the meeting with the president a meeting for representatives of the three co-ops including parr hanman and elijah was already scheduled for chicago for march twenty-fifth 
what was it that was not known at noon on the twenty-third but couldn't wait until march twenty-fifth and caused the four instead to fly hundreds of miles in the middle of the night of march twenty-third to twenty-fourth nelson the head of the leading cooperative provides an explanation nelson says that he acted on the basis of the information he received from Schotner about the status of the price support matter and the upcoming meeting with kalmbach he thought by holding out to other dairy leaders the possibility of a presidential increase without assurance that it would definitely be granted he hoped to induce them finally to commit large amounts of money to the president's campaign before the price support matter was resolved End of section twenty six